stream. We are dreamed into existence. What we do with that dream is up to us. This is Stream. I am Jessica Deruta, and I share with you my stream of consciousness and host Sacred Conversations. Listen for free on your favorite podcast app and follow me on social media at Trust Psyche. The best way to show your support is by subscribing to my YouTube channel, Trust Psyche. Click the notifications bell to be updated about new monthly videos. One of the things I love most is teaching people all around the world to do what I do through online courses for all levels. Find me at trustpsyche.com where you can begin studying astrology with me right now. Trust Psyche production and music by the lovely Travis Deruta. Let us begin. How we dream is as important as what we dream. For the what of the dream knows itself through the how. Hi everyone. Happy solstice. My daughter, Luce Sophia, and I want to wish you a very happy holidays. As many of you know, I'm currently on maternity leave and I will be coming back here in the new year of 2021. But I wanted to share this stream, stream 23 with all of you as a way to say thank you for an incredible year together of 2020. We made it, we have survived, and that is no small feat. And I just want to extend my warmth and my gratitude to you for being here with me and with my family. And now we're joined by Luce. And there'll be a lot more to say about uh, everything that's happened over the last couple months and all the things that I have learned as a new mother and the way that that's informed me not only um, emotionally and psychologically and spiritually but you know astrologically a lot of new insights have come in and I'm really excited to share with you what I've learned uh, in the new year but for now I want to share this stream with you this stream is called the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn joy and sorrow and originally it was live streamed on my YouTube channel trust psyche I hope that if you're listening to this right now that you go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. We now have uh, a thousand subscribers, which is so exciting. It was my goal for this year in building that channel to share with you all of my astrological and psychological insights and perspective. And um, sometimes I go on there and I do spontaneous live streams. So... The reason I'm resharing this one is because I feel like it's a real gem. Um, it is a personal take on the planetary archetypes of Jupiter and Saturn and how it shows up in our lives. And when I created it, I was pregnant with my daughter. And 
obviously the great conjunction is happening in the sky right now. It's been in alignment all of this past year of 2020 since January. It's going to continue into the new year until about mid-April of 2021. And now here on the solstice, this very special solstice, both Jupiter and Saturn have moved out of the sign of Capricorn into Aquarius. Huge sigh of relief. And it's called the Star of Bethlehem or the Christmas Star or the Christmas Kiss. And it's believed that what is referred to in the Bible as the Star of Bethlehem was actually the coming together of the planets Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and when they come together as closely as they are right now in the night sky, they can appear to be one very bright star. So I hope that you are able to get out and go and see these two planets. I've been spending the entire year with them under the night sky, meditating on them and communing with them. And, you know, in large part in preparation for my daughter, who is born under this great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, of course, also there with Pluto. And it's very, very, very prominently placed in her birth chart. Um, so I am, you know, going to be living with this alignment for the rest of my life and one of the most intimate relationships in my life. And as some of you know, uh, my husband Travis is also born uh, under two cycles ago of the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, also with Pluto, 1982. So all you 81 to 84 folks can relate to this. And then I'm born with Jupiter square Saturn, Jupiter rising square Saturn at my midheaven. So the Jupiter Saturn archetypal signature is prominently placed in my family's charts. We all have it, um, but it's also a generational aspect pattern that has been inherited from my ancestors. Both my parents have it, my grandmother has it, my grandfather has it. Um, so the Jupiter-Saturn combination is something that's very strong and present in my own personal journey. And so when you combine that with the fact that now my daughter has it, the next generation, and it's happening in the sky right now, when this particular stream was uh, created, I think it was potent because of that communing of myself, my daughter, and the cosmos all coming together in this moment. So I hope that you will sit back, relax, and enjoy this stream. And to all my clients and all my students, um, I'm thinking of you. I miss you dearly. And I can't wait to be with you very, very soon. Um, Trust Psyche is going to be doing some really incredible things in 2021. Uh, we have several new astrology courses coming out. It's going to be the next level after initiation to archetypal astrology. We're doing transit astrology. So it's, a, it's pretty much if you love doing the initiation class, this is the next step on that journey. And I just, I'm so excited. That's going to be happening in the spring along with the class on the aspects. And then in the fall, Travis is going to be teaching on the cultural history and astronomy of astrology, which is so important. And he's so excited, and I can't wait for that. Of course, we're going to have new podcast episodes, new videos on YouTube. And I hope that you'll also come and join us over on Insta Instagram at Trosecki underscore and at Facebook. And just be a part of the community in whatever way feels good to you. 
Okay, I will see you all very, very soon. And I look forward to being with you in the new year. Take care, everyone. Happy holidays. And Luce and I and Travis send our love and our solstice blessings. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jessica Deruzza from Trust Psyche, and I'm really happy to be here with you on this Friday doing a live stream on the Trust Psyche YouTube channel. Thank you to those who are joining me live, and thank you to those who are going to be watching this later. Today, I want to share my reflections on the planets Jupiter and Saturn, joy and sorrow, also known as the great theater of life, comedy, and tragedy. I woke up this morning at about 4 a.m., uh, most likely thanks to all the hormones in my body getting ready for this little one that's going to be here in just a few months. And um, when I woke up, I realized my husband, Travis, was also already awake. So I snuck out of the bedroom to see where he was, and uh, he was meditating in his office, and he was sweet enough to welcome me into the space while he meditated. Um, he was extra nurturing. He went and got my pillow for my head and between my legs as I get bigger, needing more support to lie down and be comfortable. And... Um, while he sat there and meditated, I got this really beautiful transmission on the Jupiter-Saturn alignment that we are all currently experiencing through the world transits. Right now, they're in a conjunction, meaning the same place in the sky, uh, in the sign of Capricorn, um, for everybody in the world. And it's been happening since, um, you can safely say, last January of 2020, and is going to go for almost a year and a half until April of 2021. So we still have, you know, a really solid eight months or so of this alignment that we are um, all swimming in together and, and, and the collective psyche um, being deeply informed by Jupiter and Saturn. Um, Travis and I also recently did a stream podcast on the Jupiter-Saturn alignment. So if you haven't heard that yet, um, please check it out. You can find my podcast here on the Trust Psyche YouTube channel, but you can also find it um, on your different favorite podcast apps like Spotify and iTunes and Podbean and Google Play. So I hope you'll take time to listen to that because I think we had a really lovely discussion. Um, so there are many levels upon which we can enter into the archetypal combinations, also known as archetypal complexes, or what we call now, thank you to Matthew Stelzner, uh, the wonderful astrologer, my dear friend and colleague, the cycles of time, right? When we look at the planets, we're looking at cycles of time, cycles, patterns of alignments of planets that make up um, our quality of time, right? Also known as the zeitgeist, or also known as the archetypal energies that are present at any given moment. What I want to focus on today is entering the Jupiter-Saturn alignment through the level of the personal. So we can enter any combination through the level of psychology, 
through the level of spirituality, through the level of uh, metaphysics, uh, through the level of philosophy, through the level of the emotional body, and so on. And what I want to do is I want to share from my personal experience what it's like to live with Jupiter and Saturn in my birth chart. And for all of those of you who are born with Jupiter and Saturn in your birth chart. Um, so I'm born with Jupiter and Pisces rising square 90 degrees to the planet Saturn in Sagittarius at my midheaven. So it's a really prominent aspect. Um, not only is it very tight within two degrees, but it because it's on my angles, it's a central part of my identity and how I move through the world. Uh, I also happen to be born with the planet Uranus there, but for today, I'm really just going to be focusing on the Jupiter-Saturn. So as we enter the Jupiter-Saturn complex through the level of the personal, I want to invite you to reflect on the ways that maybe you connect or relate to what I'm saying, particularly because even if you're not born with this alignment, it's happening right now in the world for every person. So it's very much coloring and shaping our experience of reality right now. And I also want to thank those of you who are leaving comments on the side. I see you. It's so good to see you. Uh, thank you for being here with me. Jupiter and Saturn, everything I'm about to say is an invocation, an embodiment, and a relation to these great teachers as all the archetypes are our great teachers and the planets carry so much ancient wisdom in them. So I'll do my best to honor them today. Jupiter and Saturn, opposing energies yet complementary, just as joy and sorrow are always interwoven together, so too is comedy and tragedy. Jupiter and Saturn together are about learning to ride the waves, sometimes feeling like a roller coaster between the different emotions of feeling happiness and feeling sadness. I always love the quote that um, the great uh, Joanna Macy says, that the Bodhisattva knows that in order to experience joy, you have to be close to the pain of the world and to feel its sorrow. And for me, that's a deep wisdom, a deep truth of the Jupiter-Saturn alignment, that it's really about the embrace of both joy and sorrow or happiness and sadness. When we look at something like the great theater of life, and understanding what the difference between a comedy and a tragedy is. Some say that the only real difference is where in the storyline you end the story. For every story contains both a comedy and a tragedy. Some also say that the only difference between the two is, you know, a comedy, a tragedy ends at the fourth act and the comedy ends at the fifth act. And I think that if we can really take in the depth of this insight and understanding in its relation to Jupiter-Saturn, we can take in one of the deepest truths and mysteries of being human and being alive. And I think it's one of the deepest truths that helps me personally um, survive 
and endure psychologically, mentally, and emotionally the ups and downs of life. Jupiter is the upswing. It's those moments in life where we know great success, where we feel big, we feel accomplished, where we feel that we've really achieved something. There's a sense of pride that goes with Jupiter and very much has a close connection with the archetype of the queen or the king, um, the principle of anointment. And so it's those moments in life where we feel royal or we feel a, just a genuine sense of success, of wealth and abundance. And yet we know that those moments, first of all, don't happen in a vacuum. They're not isolated moments. They're not disconnected from all the other moments in our life. But we also know that those moments don't pervade our experience and our consciousness every hour of every day. And so the opposite of that, though the complementary quality to that is what Saturn represents. Sadness, uh, a sense of failure, defeat, of loss, of pain, of making mistakes, of knowing what it's like to be at the bottom or to be really low, to be potentially depressed, right? Jupiter has more of a quality of euphoria where Saturn has more of a quality at times that can relate to despair. And so what the intelligence of these two coming together shows us is that you can't really know either side of these energies without the other. They go hand in hand. They're inextricably uh, interwoven. But it also teaches us, Jupiter and Saturn, that anytime we experience pain in our life or loss in our life, where there may be a sadness or sorrow or grief, if we continue to be with that energy, if we continue to feel it, if we continue to cry, if we continue to express those more difficult feelings like sadness or depression um, or grief, that there is a process that's happening there that eventually does lead us to some type of joy, some type of gift some type of blessing, some type of gratitude. And the duration upon which we have to feel that sadness or grief of Saturn until we get to the Jupiterian joy and celebration wholly depends on whatever the event or the experience is that we're having to sit with. So the more painful it is, the more karmic it is, the more ancient it is, um, the bigger of a deal that it is, the more impact or effect that it has on our life, then oftentimes the longer it takes Saturn time to be with the sadness and the grief in order to metabolize it, to integrate it, to just feel it, to express it, to get to the Jupiterian experience, which often can feel like a relief or a release right? If Saturn is the contraction where things are very heavy and, and hard, Jupiter is the moment of expansion and growing out 
that allows for that relief or that release. It's an experience that I'm very aware of right now on a physiological level because I'm growing this baby inside of my belly. The growth of the fetus is a Jupiterian process, right? My uterus right now is the size of a basketball. The uterus grows 400 times its size in the whole process of gestation. And within that Jupiterian growth and expansion out, eventually the baby gets to a place where it no longer can live inside of me. And that growth is what then uh, releases hormones in my body that is signaled from the baby to me where the contractions, Saturn, or the rushes, the waves of powerful energy that massage out through tremendous force the baby from my uterus as an aquatic being out down through the birth canal and into this world, right? So giving birth and and, and gestation, which is every single one of our origin stories, it's the genesis of life, is inherently a Jupiter-Saturn process or dialectic. It's a very, very deep and ancient conversation that um, we have between ourselves and our mothers. And that negotiation between Jupiter and Saturn is marks our entry into the the realm of Saturn of incarnation in the manifest world. So it's a really deep physiological process that is hardwired into our brains and our nervous systems and into our bodies. And that primal memory that we all carry, that the growth of us then causes the contraction that then allows us to be born into something much more vast than where we were before and complexifies life and therefore our consciousness and allows us to become autonomous beings that then live in a myriad of relations um, up and through our Saturnian deaths as we pass over back to the other side from which we came is inherently a discussion that happens that shows us that it is the success of our growth that often initiates us through the threshold of our own death. And that by encountering that death, which often feels like a profound limitation and contraction that's very heavy and can be filled with tremendous pain and agony, when we are with that, when we feel that, when we're present to that, when we really take the time and the effort and the intention to be with that, that then becomes our initiation, our rite of passage through the threshold of death, through the threshold of Saturn into a bigger, vaster world. Now, again, the duration of that process, whether that's you know, minutes, hours, days, years, or lifetimes, given 
what the themes are that we are addressing in this Jupiter-Saturn relationship varies dramatically from situation to situation. So it's really important that when we encounter moments of success in our life, that we take the time to honor, which is a Jupiterian quality, to celebrate the journey that it took to get to the moment of that achievement, no matter how small or how big it is. The way that we show reverence to Jupiter-Saturn is we take the moment to celebrate, to honor, to have gratitude for the struggles, for the pain, for the suffering, for the obstacles that were there that forged us ahead to work through them. And I say work through them because I think Saturn is something that we work with and through in the obstacles and mistakes and challenges that we face in our life as being fallible humans instead of overcoming. It, even though it can have a quality of there's a sense of overcoming, it's important to remember that we're not really overcoming it. We're coming through it. There's a trans quality to it, which means across, beyond, and through. And so it's through the challenge. It's through the block. It's through the obstacle. It's by being grinded down by it. It's by the time that it takes and the effort and the energy that it takes that often can be painstaking. That is what actually on a cellular embodied level becomes wisdom. And that's the beautiful side of Saturn is that when we diligently and devotedly in a very dedicated, committed way, work through the challenges and obstacles that each and every single one of us face as a human being, that it's by the time and energy that gets invested into that and the level of intention and consciousness that gets invested into our problems, that is the level upon which those problems and obstacles move from something that feels like it's outside of us getting in our way to becoming something that forever, and I believe permanently, lives inside of us as knowledge through experience that has turned into wisdom. Sal sapiente, right? It's the love of wisdom, Sophia, the aspects of Saturn, of the great mother, mater, mother, where we realize that it's through our suffering and our pain that often is seen in our challenges and obstacles that we gain through experience the wisdom and maturation that it takes to genuinely, truly be a co-creator with the divine. It's through Saturn, it's through the suffering in the world and as an incarnate being in the manifest realm, which we remember the divine chose as the uh, stage upon which we experience ourselves in this forms as being human, that is what allows 
for us to become divine. And it's what allows us to move into the sacred relationship with the divine, with the universe, with the goddess, with the God. It's through Saturn that that's what's given to us. So the Jupiterian reward and the anointment or the crowning that takes place through the suffering of Saturn is actually a greater godlike nature, a, gr a greater sense of divinity that we carry in our body, in our hearts, in our minds, in our psyche, in our soul, that becomes the living tissue of our being, which, which is what we call our soul, that continuous element of self that never dies and is taken with us through every incarnation, no matter the form or image that we take. And so when we're suffering, what our efforts are working toward, and again, I'm entering all of this right now through the personal level, is that wisdom that then is carried with us so that we can be greater Jupiterian creators with the divine. And that gives us greater confidence, a greater sense of self, that gives us greater empowerment, that actually gives us greater powers in, in our ability to create and manifest reality. So it's the dialectic of Jupiter and Saturn that is what both allows us to become human in the first place, but also is what allows us to become more divine, to actually become and live on a daily basis our highest self, our transcendent truth. But it's about learning how to live with, how to be with that oscillation or that dance between the joy and the sorrow or the comedy and the tragedy of our lives that we all experience that this process happens. And so to come back from my personal experience of living with Jupiter Saturn in my birth chart is as I've gotten older, it's been really important for me to learn to as much as I can, and it's very hard to do, embrace the waves of the two. And that what I'm come to realize is that when I am in a moment of contraction, I'm in a moment of pain, I feel isolated, I feel cut off, I feel alone, I feel scared, I feel fear. These are all qualities of Saturn. That if I stay with it, that if I breathe, if I feel it, if I let it wash over me as much as possible, if I can somehow resource myself to come into deeper connection with it. Maybe I pull some tarot cards. Maybe I look at my chart in transit. Maybe I put on a sad song so I can cry. Maybe I take a warm bath. Maybe I talk to my husband. Like whatever it is that resources myself to get into deeper connection with the sorrow and the pain so that I can move through it and let the wave move through me, 
But I know that eventually what's on the other side of it is this Jupiterian gift, truly a gift, a blessing of so many different things. Maybe it's the understanding of something that I've been carrying. Uh, maybe it's acceptance of my suffering. Um, Maybe it's just the experience of relief and coming back to my own center and self where I'm not possessed by a complex that is, you know, giving me a, a perception of reality that's more narrow or fixed or black and white, which are all the challenging sides of when we get stuck in a complex psychologically that often feels like a no exit situation where Saturn can, can feel like that, like we're trapped or we're imprisoned. Um, I'm do my best now that when that comes up, which happens every week, um, that I can try and remember that I know that not only is this temporary and that this too shall pass, but that when I'm in that complex, what I know to be true is that some part of shame has been activated for me. And I do my best to not make important decisions or contact people when I'm in that place or um, make <laughs> uh, ultimatums about who I am and how I am, you know, the self-talk that I have when I'm in that complex or that shame or that hurt that's been activated in my life and to say, this isn't a moment to, to take action or be definitive. This is a moment to learn to breathe and to process and to find a way to move with this energy. And that when I feel the Jupiterian expansive relief on the other side, and I feel like I come back to myself, my consciousness is clear again, I feel connected, then that's the time to reap the benefits or the merit of the practice of going into the Saturnian sorrow. And it's from that place that I become generative. And so Jupiter shows up in this form of generativity. And that can be anything from just feeling alive or enlivened and creative to actually wanting to be productive, wanting to share um, my, my creativity or my work in some way. All right, so oftentimes when I'm coming on to these live streams or I'm doing a podcast, the reason why they're not uh, timed and I do them spontaneously when it comes to me is because you're usually catching me after the experience of being in the depths of Saturn and then coming back out to what feels more like an elevated mountaintop place of Jupiter, right? Jupiter is the mountaintop that's able to get the broad vision or the meta perspective. And that's why it relates to philosophy. And that's why it relates to the archetype of the queen and the king. It's the elevated position in our psyche that allows us to see the big picture. And when we have that eagle eye view, we're able to keep everything in perspective. But what my point is, is that we can't get to that eagle eye view of keeping everything in perspective into that meta state, into that kind of more royal or regal state without fully being in the immersion 
of the shame and the pain and the sorrow that comes with being in the valley, that comes with being in the tragedy. We can't get to the comedy in a genuine, authentic way without being and going through the tragedy. Just like the baby has to grow to a certain point before the womb becomes a place that can no longer hold the child because the baby has gotten too big. There isn't enough space. There isn't enough room. But it's the success of that growth that causes the process of death to begin. So whenever we begin to die in our life, however small or big that death may be, and again, I'm speaking symbolically here, metaphorically here, that that is because we have successfully grown to the place in our life where now it's time to let go and shed and then die through that process out into something much bigger, much higher, much faster, and more complex. So if we can find any sense of trust or faith, faith is a, is a Jupiterian word. It's like having faith, having faith in the process and the cycles of time and the cycles of life and death, right? And it's like having that trust, which is really, really difficult to hold on to. I know for me, it's like, I think my two deepest prayers are, please let me be surrounded by love and to feel that love and to receive it, to receive the love that surrounds me. And then my second prayer is, please let me remember to trust, to surrender into the natural cycles of the ebbs and flows of the life and death process felt as the contraction and expansion, the death and the growth, the loss and the gain, the down and the up, right? The low and the high. Please help me remember that these are waves and cycles and to not get stuck or fixated or hold on to any one part of that phase so that I can let the natural processes of life or the river or stream of life move through my being on all dimensions. Please help me remember to have trust in that process because every time I come through the other side of it, I feel so grateful because there's a sense of the holy and the sacred present in my being and in my life. And I swear every time I say, I won't forget next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I won't forget. And then of course it, it's very difficult to um, trust and surrender, you know, the next time it comes in, especially if it's a whopper. So it's like Jupiter Saturn on a personal level really wants us to remember and embrace the the very natural, human, real, organic process of the death and then the growth, the loss and the gain. And that they're not separate from each other. I think if there's one thing I want it to transmit in this live stream is they're not separate things. And if we can, in our awareness, hold that they are not separate, but actually intimately, inextricably interwoven, 
interconnected, seamlessly one, that that can help us navigate and move through consciousness in a way that I think lessens unnecessary extra suffering that comes with the resistance or the rejection, Saturn, of these natural cycles and processes that are an inherent or innate part of the human condition, of the great theater of life, of the comedy and the tragedy. Jupiter gives us hope, and hope allows us to endure whatever the Saturnian suffering is that we're experiencing. Without that hope, we get a sense of despair and a sense of hopelessness and helplessness, right? A sense of impotence and, and powerlessness. So it's by holding on to the Jupiterian perspective that there is light, there is something greater, to have faith in the process that allows us to endure whatever it is that's happening in our lives. And I think this is really important because I think one of the key things that Jupiter-Saturn has given me um, is actually this, uh, this uh, quote that, um, sa- uh, that Travis had on his wall when I first met him seven years ago in San Francisco uh, when we were both uh, at the California Institute of Integral Studies. Um, he was a student there getting his master's and I was, I was TAing at the time for archetypal astrology. And, um, he had this quote on his wall and he said, um, 10% of life is what happens to you. And 90% of it is your attitude. And we could get into some really juicy debates about, um, the role of privilege in that comment and the reality that we are not all born into uh, an equal world. And I think that is a very real and important conversation to have that does tap into the side of Jupiter Saturn, which is about social justice and equality and fairness. However, at the same time, I do believe there is a deep truth in that statement for we cannot wholly control what happens to us in life and the, the, the circumstances that we're born into. And I, I could get into my metaphysics here around all of that, but I'm going to save that. And I think some of you have heard that before. But what I want to focus on is when we can't control the circumstances or events of our lives for whatever the reason may be, the only thing that we can have any amount of control over is our attitude or our perspective on those events. And what I know from being a psychotherapist and working with clients now for over a decade is that the healing work that we do largely has to do with the shifts in perspective and attitude that we have about ourselves, about our past, and about our circumstances. And that is a Jupiter-Saturn process. And this is oftentimes why they say an attitude of gratitude. And listen, I can be allergic to gratitude practices. I don't have like some specific gratitude practice, right? For me, gratitude is something that can only authentically happen. Um, But I think it is important 
to feel when it authentically happens and to celebrate it and be with it. And I think a lot of times we can skip over that part because we've got to get back to our problems. Uh, it's really important to take time to honor the Jupiter part. But I think that what we know is that gratitude and love flow together. Gratitude and love flow together. And as the archetypal psychologist James Hillman said, there is a love in our problems. We love our problems. There is a love in our problems for if there wasn't, we wouldn't spend so much time with them. And this kind of yin-yang quality of Jupiter and Saturn, of the opposing forces that are complementary, that we find Jupiter inside of Saturn, we find Saturn inside of Jupiter, I think is the most empowering, holistic, and like, honestly, how I think it works, perspective to take. So I think one of the things that Jupiter, Saturn people can do is they can find the true gift that lies in any problem or obstacle in their life, no matter what it is. And they find a way to make the most, Jupiter, of any situation or challenge, Saturn. There is a deep acceptance of one's own reality and fate, Saturn, that has to happen in order to work genuinely with your circumstances. And Jupiter provides that faith, that acceptance, that reverence, that hope, but also that ability to say, you know what, this is hard and it sucks and I hate it, but I'm gonna find a way to make it work because what other choice do I have, right? I can either spend my entire life in a tragedy or I can learn to work with the tragedies of my life that again, every single one of us has and find a way to make something from it, to be somebody because of it. And what I'm positing there is that wholly comes down to your perspective and attitude on what's happening. And so as a Jupiter Saturn person, no matter how impossible the situation seems in my life, I know, and this is probably where my Uranus in the aspect really helps, that if I am willing to look at it from as many perspectives and angles as I possibly can and to get out of the scripts that are rolling in my mind that most likely are conditioned Saturn, inherited Saturn, ancestral Saturn, karmic Saturn, past life Saturn, if it's causing me a problem and I'm repeating the same thing over and over and over again and getting stuck, that perhaps I'd be willing in the process of alleviating my own suffering to find another way, a creative way, to be with the issue. And this, way of participating with one's Saturnian problems in life, no matter how impossible they seem, 
is actually the gateway through which we bring creativity, blessings, love, and abundance, and a sense of empowerment, being in our power, back into our life. It's how we actually breathe life back into our life and into our soul. It's like a, the trust in knowing that whatever the problem may be, if we're willing to sit and listen and surrender and open ourselves, genuinely open ourselves to other ways of seeing and being, which is a very hard process to do that requires an ego death. It's just, that's the nature of it. Like when we move beyond our conditioning or we move beyond our self-image, there is an ego death, a Saturnian ego death that is required to do that, to ask for help, you know, to go about something another way. It's a very vulnerable, courageous, often difficult process that we're able to move with and through the very real karmic challenges that all of us face. And that life actually becomes more joyful, more interesting, more playful, more creative, and you get more confidence. I believe that the Jupiter quality of confidence, we're given genuine, authentic confidence in our life by moving through these Saturnian challenges and obstacles. And that quality of Jupiter-Saturn that relates to both confidence and wisdom, and the two together are one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And when we look at philosophy as the love of wisdom, I think a big part of what we're looking at there is the Jupiter-Saturn relationship of knowing that wisdom is something that can only truly be gained through our own experience. And by doing that, we learn to trust ourselves, we learn to love ourselves, and we learn to trust our experiences. And so what then moves from the realm of air and the intellect and the mind and concept then becomes viscerally embodied, again, on a cellular soul level, and becomes wisdom. And I think this is the, the rite of passage and the why of us going through um, the very real, very, very, very real challenges and suffering that we each experience. So I'm going to um, end here in just a moment, but I want to just put in a couple last thoughts. Um, because I entered the Jupiter-Saturn complex through the level of the personal today, um, you know, there are a couple things I want to say about it on the world transit level since we're all experiencing it uh, now through April of 2021. And of course, it's there with Pluto, so it's actually showing up in a pretty extreme, uh, dramatic, intense form. When we look at what's happening on the level of society, which Jupiter-Saturn very much relates to, there, there's, a, um, there's a poetic uh, intelligence and story to the order of the planets in the solar system. I'm sure many of you have, have sat with this, right? If we move from the sun to Mercury to Venus to Mars and on out, there's a story that's being told, um, which I would call the structural poetics of the, the cosmos, right? The, in, within the actual Saturnian structure 
of our solar system in this case, there is a poetic story um, that's being told. And this is the coming together of, of Saturn and Neptune, structural poetics. So, you know, here's Earth uh, where we're experiencing life and consciousness. And then to one side of us is Venus, love. And then to the other side of us is Mars, which can relate to war. And it's like, there's this dialectic, this yin-yang of love and war that we're kind of sandwiched in between here on Earth. Well, we can continue that process and think about how then we get to Jupiter after Mars, and there's this experience of success and growth and expansion and achievement, philosophy, high society, high culture, uh, principles, you know, qualities of ethics and morality, justice, and then we get to Saturn. And it's like there's a carryover from Jupiter to Saturn. That Saturn also relates to morality and ethics and society. But we get more into the aspects of law and governance, norms and rules, tradition. Um, and that after the expansion of Sag or Jupiter, we get Capricorn or Saturn, right? So the structural poetics of our cosmos leads us through a process, again, of where Jupiter and Saturn run in tandem together. There's a reason one comes after the other there. Also the same in the Zodiac as far as rulership goes with Sag into Capricorn. And we can do that for all the signs and houses as well to understand the psycho-spiritual development of, uh, in this case, the human being through that process. Um, so what I'm trying to say there is that um, we can take these physical cues from nature uh, as the solar system, as an extended ecosystem of uh, life here on earth to get some of our deepest truths and understandings about how consciousness, psyche, and reality works. And, you know, this, this combination of Jupiter-Saturn is a very personal one to me because it shows up in the epigenetics in my family tree, um, what's also known as the transgenerational aspect patterns that get passed down from one generation to the next. So not only do I have Jupiter-Saturn and my husband Travis has the conjunction, um, our daughter who's with us right now in my womb will also have Jupiter-Saturn known as the great conjunction. I really hope that you're all going out in the nighttime after sunset and uh, getting a good look at these two because they are incredible. And it only happens once every 20 years that they come into this conjunction. It's the first time since I've been an astrologer that I've been able to see them in the night sky. And I just think it's a beautiful homecoming um, that, yeah, homecoming of friends, which is what Travis and I talk about in our last stream podcast, stream 21 on Jupiter, Saturn, which again, you can listen to here on the Trust Psyche YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast app. But that also my, uh, both my parents have Jupiter, Saturn in a conjunction. Interesting. They were born, uh, so Travis was born in 82. My parents were born in 62. So 20 years before they, they had that one. Wow. I hadn't seen that one yet. Wow. And then my grandparents both have Jupiter, Saturn. So it's a very prevalent signature in my family tree, just as each of you have prevalent signatures in your family trees. Again, the epigenetics of astrology or the transgenerational aspect patterns really important to look at to understand the karmic threads on a familial ancestral level 
Um, I think it was one of the most kind of profound breakthrough moments for me uh, in astrology once I realized that that was happening. And I actually want to teach a course on it at some point, but I did also do a stream podcast on it. It was one of my early stream podcasts that you can listen to more about that if you'd like. So on a, on a collective level, uh, just a couple comments as we end here. When we start to hear things about wealth disparity, um, where all the wealth of Jupiter is at the top, which has always been the case. This isn't anything new. It's just that it's gotten to such an extreme place, um, both because of the 8 billion people on the planet, um, the access to uh, the information of who has the wealth, right? Like we didn't used to know, first of all, that there were so many different people alive, but that we also didn't used to know how much someone was worth. Like now we can look up the net worth of, of famous people, right? So like we know who the billionaires are. We know who has the wealth and we know who doesn't. Um, this is new, this level of transparency, but also the the amount of people that it's affecting, but also the level of the disparity is just so extreme. And again, that's the Pluto coming into the Jupiter-Saturn, but the wealth disparity um, very much relates to the Jupiter-Saturn. So all the wealth at the top, and then the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. When we then see a response to that twofold, one is a, a perspective that says tax the rich. That's another Jupiter-Saturn, like tax the rich, right? Like the idea is, um, for example, that in America, if you taxed the 427 billionaires who have a shit ton of money, I can't even comprehend what it is. If you tax them a 60% windfall of what they made since the pandemic started um, till today, what we would be able to pay for in America alone is healthcare for all, every single citizen, and for an entire year. And all of these billionaires would still have more than half of the money that they have, which is just a beyond amount, a number, right? While at the same time, you have the poor who are getting poorer having to stand in line for food and for shelter, right? And then just the measly little clums. And we could get into all kinds of things around labor and, you know, and um, for the record, my standpoint on healthcare is how it is in a lot of the world, which is that your healthcare is not only a basic human right, but it's tied to your body. It's not tied to your labor. It's not tied to the work that you do. Um, that in America, actually, the reason why healthcare became attached to our jobs was after World War II, the uh, income had to be the same amount for every single person. And so um, employers couldn't be competitive in raising your salary, but what they could do is offer you health benefits. And so health benefits began and hence health insurance began. And that's when the corporatization and the monetization of the healthcare industry really started in America. So proper, good healthcare that every person would want and deserve is tied to your labor uh, versus just the fact that you're alive and you're human. So anyways, you know, just a little bit of the history and politics there, but there's a real quality with Jupiter-Saturn where you get rags to riches or riches to rags. 
where someone can have the experience of being super poor and then getting wealthy or being super wealthy and then getting poor. And there's this kind of um, high drama or extreme drama of um, gaining everything and losing everything. And I think what better way to experience than that for people who have enough money to invest in the stock market, right? It's like the stock market is inherently a Jupiter-Saturn dialectic. Um, but anyways, I, I could go on a lot more about that, but I will pause for now. So um, we're going to be seeing a lot more of uh, policy, which again is a part of Saturn, right? Policy, government laws, all part of Saturn. In dealing with the Jupiterian wealth and with society and principle, we're going to see the people who have all the wealth, Jupiter, protect it, Saturn, through laws, right, that are getting implemented right now. And then we're going to see the people who don't have the wealth, who are in more of the Saturn position, say things like tax the wealth. And so you're going to get this kind of extreme wealth disparity and then this dialogue about how do you find a negotiation in the image of the Libra scales of social justice, which Jupiter Saturn is about, to find a way to come to the middle so that we can actually all be brothers and sisters and human beings on this planet together. And so, you know, this is what in large part 2020 is about. Um, and that might be happening on the geopolitical level, but that's also happening in our individual lives. So everything that's happening on the world stage, remember, is analogous, is symbolically representative of the archetypal energies that are relative to what's happening in our personal lives. And that we can also do the inverse of that by extracting what's happening in our personal lives to what is happening on the world stage. And that's a lot of what developing the archetypal eye allows us to do and therefore allows us to be the best astrologers, the best interpreters of the stars and of the heavens and of psyche that we can be. Thank you so much for joining me today on this live stream here on the Trust Psyche YouTube channel. Um, if you like what I do, I would love for you to like this video right now. I would love for you to leave a comment below just to say whatever your thoughts and reflections are about either Jupiter, Saturn, or anything you heard me talk about today. And of course, if you're not subscribed to this channel, I would love for you to subscribe and just show your love and support for what I do um, and what Trust Psyche does in that way. Uh, for those of you who would like to study with me, um, I teach astrology to all levels of learners from very beginning novice to the most advanced practitioners. Um, I love teaching at all levels. And right now I have two courses available at trustpsyche.com. The first is Initiation to Archetypal Astrology, which over 12 weeks, taken at your own pace, teaches you to do exactly what I do. Uh, it gives you all of the technique and the worldview to practice astrology the way I practice it, if you like and resonate with that. The second course, Deepen Your Astrological Practice, is also 12 weeks, but it's double in scope and it's multimodal, meaning um, it has over 60 collaborators in it who teach, who do dance, art, poetry, that essentially take every archetypal combination, like I did today, for example, Jupiter-Saturn, I take all the 45 pairs when you combine all the 10 planets in our solar system with the sun and the moon and the eight other planets in our system, you combine those all together, you get 45 pairs or cycles of time. I go through each one uh, meticulously and give my transmission and understanding of what those aspects are. So whether your sun Pluto or your moon Mars or your Venus Neptune, 
uh, I go into every single one of those. And that's really at the heart of my practice and at the heart of what we're doing in archetypal astrology. And then I'm really, really, really excited that next year Trust Psyche School is going to be offering three new courses. You can go to trustpsyche.com right now to check those out and to um, put your info in if you want to get more information about it when those come out. I would just absolutely love to be with you in sacred space and to go deeper into astrology for all of you who would like to join me on this journey um, through studying with me. Thank you so much for everybody for being with me. I so appreciate your presence. I so appreciate your time. And I so appreciate you being on this journey with me. Take really good care and I'll see you very soon. Ciao.